3: Hey, it's Mark here. Uh, Before we get started with today's show, I wanted to take a minute to tell you about a very important charity drive that we run every year at The Wood Whisperer called Woodworkers Fighting Cancer. Every year, we build a project together, and for every completed project picture we receive, we donate $5 to the charity. If you make a video, we donate $10. This year, the money goes to St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. The project this year is the DIY school desk, and we posted plans and a video for that in August. Even if you don't need a desk like this, consider donating it to a family in need. Send us a picture and $5 will be donated on your behalf. All submissions must be in by October 19th to qualify. In addition to the project, you can help out by bidding on one of our 21 auctions featuring products from Rockler, Powermatic, Tightbond, Woodpeckers, Bruso Hardware, Belforest Products, MLCS, and Fuji Spray. There's even a couple of projects from myself and Matt that we donated to the cause. Now, if you don't want to build the project and have no interest in the auctions, you can donate directly to help us achieve our $10,000 goal. Head to woodworkersfightingcancer.com for all the information. Thanks to everyone who participates. We really appreciate your support. And now here's something less serious. Welcome to Wood Talk. Now here are three guys who have chiseled good looks in their joinery. Mark, Shannon, and Matt. Uh, yuck! 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 It's funny. <laughs> it's funny stuff. Oh <laughs> All right, it's show number four eighty six for October seventh, twenty twenty. On today's show, we're talking about making gifts for others. We're getting into that season, right? So if you're you're making stuff, time to start thinking about it. Uh, before we get to that, I want to let you know that Wood Talk is brought to you by Rockler. Rockler has been helping customers create with confidence for over 65 years. Head over to rockler.com and check out the gift-making sale, which includes all the supplies you need for the gift-making season, and that sale runs from October 2nd to November 25th, so don't miss it.
0: That is a lot of years of confidence. <laughs> it is. Like, a, that's a lot of confidence. You better
3: know what like, you're doing after 65 years.
0: Uh, I, you would hope so. You would
3: think. <laughs> Judging from my YouTube comments, maybe not so much. No.
0: Not. Oh, you're not quite there yet <laughs> I mean, you're old, but you're not that old No, not yet <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm getting there though
0: Oh man, and if you also want to help support the show You can do so by going to patreon.com woodtalk And signing up to come on patron of the show This week, we'd like to thank uh, Gilmare Sure Gilmer Wright Lark Atkin David Brown Thomas Lyons Matt This has to be a joke
3: it kind of—it kind of sounds like your evil nemesis, <laughs> like in a, in a mirror universe.
0: <laughs> like Like I started reading. I'm like this is this is something. Something's Matt up here. Matt Shimona. If this is a real person, we have to meet. Uh, and then Ryan McNeely. Okay. Okay. Do you think Do you
3: think Matt Shimona has like a real skinny mustache that he twirls? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes and uh, he cuts down your trees before you can get there.
0: He's probably also like really tall.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tall burly guy, not not a single hair on his body at all.
0: <laughs> it's very hairless. Oh, yes. <laughs> tall, hairless Matt. <laughs> with no with no giggles. And he's like he's cra- grumpy and crabby yeah, all the time. He just
3: grunts once in a while. <clears throat> <laughs>
0: just, can
3: never be happy. Let's get that guy on the show. He sounds interesting.
0: Uh, I won't not be there that day.
3: <laughs> well, speaking of uh of Matt, you've got another thing here to read.
0: I do. This is from Danny says there hasn't been names for Matt to read on the show lately, and I was starting to worry. He was beginning to feel a lack of purpose in life. This is true. So I've become a patron. Thank you. And I encourage others to do the same. Also, thank you. Woodworking is an activity between a man or woman and some old trees, and this alone is a big part of its value. But having some like minded company in the shop now and then via you fellas is a great thing. I appreciate you. Wow! Oh. Wow! That's like a Hallmark card. Seriously, I think we'll just we'll just read that like every single show, and we'll feel good about ourselves. I wasn't sure. sure
1: where he was going with that activity between a man and a woman part, though. That I-
3: yeah, my first read was man and woman, <laughs> right. not man or woman. <laughs> I also had the same reaction. Not sure that we need to be a part of that, Danny. Let's nope. Keep us
1: keep us in the shop and just leave <laughs> us there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) just leave us throw some barbecue in every now and then and some water (laughs) just feed us
3: give us a bucket we'll be fine (laughs) yeah some sodas in it yeah assuming we don't have a slop sink we need that bucket (laughs) okay
0: Ah, that's a vintage reference yes
3: it is old old joke you know we're actually doing our t-shirts pretty soon and the t-shirts that say wood talk inside joke all stars Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're gonna be doing that logo so that should be good all right, let's get to uh, what's on the bench. I'm going to let, uh, let's change it around a little bit here. I'm going to let Matt start with what's God, on his like bench. Matt,
0: Matt's got like three blocks to read in a row. Well, yeah. now you know what it's like to do a podcast, Matt. Uh, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> think of how long I've been doing this, like four years, five years, something like that. Yeah. And now I finally know what it's That's like. That's it, you've earned it. you finally given me that <laughs> amount of... Yeah. Take it away, Matt. <laughs> oh, man, so pretty big week. We got a lot of things like finished up or like in the process of being finished up first thing is the dressing vanity that was a project over in the guild and we were that was the first time i'd done the all videos at once release thing which uh has its pluses and minuses Mm -hmm. i think like it has a lot more like you're done and you're done it's like you push the button and it's like over yeah versus like this long drawn out slow death (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah it's still it's still a ton of work, like compressed into a short period of time.
0: Uh, every time I finish one of these things, I realize like this is like I put a lot of effort into this and there's like a lot here. Yeah. And so then I think about how many I've done. It's like I sent Mark, I sent you a message after I finished it up and I, I was counting up how many videos I've done in the guild and It was like, a, was hundred sixty five? Oh yeah, I think. so hundred sixty five instructional videos. That's, that's like not a small feat at all. It is a,
3: it's significant and it's, it's behind the paywall. So it's not as seen by other people and by the public. So it's, it's, it's weird. I mean, it's cool to do it. It's not as fulfilling in the sense of a a feeling of accomplishment because it's kind of hidden from the general public.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I I agree. Tell me about it. People are like, you still make videos? (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's the thing, Shannon, (laughs) you of all
3: people (laughs) know this. I mean, you have a lot a ton of videos in the hand tool school and, and you don't do as much like. Just general free content, you know, repeatedly. So, no. Apparently,
1: I've retired from producing content.
3: That's what people I mean, I me would think. Time. A lot of people think
0: so. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I have to say though, with this that vanity, yeah. this is the first thing that Lindsay's actually like actually liked. <laughs> really, like, or loved, or loved. Wow, it's a first step. So that that's also kind of a like a fun and like slap in the face kind of feeling. <laughs> sure, almost sure. It's like was <laughs> like kiss you on the face and the slap you on the butt or yeah, something yeah, like yeah.
3: that. Well, screw know. that crib you made for your kids. That's that's not, This is nothing great.
0: I, I, I think what, it, well, this is like the first time I've made something that's like in the style that she likes. I was going to say, she's not like, a fan of 18th really century stuff, is she? Not, not particularly, not as much as I am, but like she's been sending me like mid-century modern like end tables mm-hmm. to make for a while. And it's basically exactly the same thing as this, where you have like the mitered box with the beveled thing on the front and then you got it on four legs. So it's like literally the same looking thing, but just smaller. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking this is like, oh, I've been asking to make these side tables forever, but you made me a vanity. It looks kind of the same. So I mean, that's good enough. That's all I'm, I should be lucky. It's all I'm going to get kind of. Thing.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's cool, though. I really like the look of it. It's um, it's mid-century modern, but not the annoying version. Is that, yes. is <laughs> yeah, that okay yeah. to say? Yeah. And I'm not going to go into any more detail than that, but there's something that's just, you know, and I'm, I've done this myself. It's uh, some of it's a little overdone at this point. And uh, it's kind of like the same thing that would happen with Asian inspired furniture where someone would put a curve in a leg and then go, that's Asian inspired, <laughs> that. you know? And it's like, <laughs> well, eh, you know, so it's like, if you make, if you make a leg with two different angles and you tilt that leg, up, oh, mid-century modern. You
0: know, that's yes. it. That's all it takes. It, it gets the label. <laughs> it gets, it's got splays. It's got tapers. It. Or like, well, the biggest thing like I avoided on this piece was like turned elements that you'd normally see in mid-century. Sure. Because, uh, well, there's like the um, the selfish reason where I don't really want to make a turning video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so there's that plus I don't really, that's like the look I don't really like a whole lot about the mid-century stuff is like you have all of these like straight lines and then you have like a turning.
3: Those little baby stick legs.
0: Yeah, to me it always looks
3: like, like somebody
1: who built built a piece of furniture and then went to Home Depot and bought a pre-made leg. And shoved yeah. it in the bottom. And I just wonder, was that what they did? Like, is that, they had a, they had a, you know,
0: an Ikea that had a bunch of pre-made legs and that's what all the designers did. It just went. It could it. have been like, there was like the surplus on turned legs. Yeah. Like some guys got all these turned legs. He needs to get rid of.
3: Yeah. Or something. And that drives a whole furniture style. I, yeah. I mean that there's some of those designs though, um, that I would like to know more about how those little spindly skinny legs are actually attached to the case. And you're, uh, dressing vanity even has an element of that where I'm, I'm really anxious to see how you did the attachment because it when you have that kind of a leg that's just kind of stuck up into the bottom of a case and you know that case isn't very thick. Right. Um, yeah. You know, you got to be concerned about strength there. Like so No I stretchers below at all. Watch that video. Yeah.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah. And actually, I was, that, was, that was one of the things I was worried about on the design is like, okay, I want it to be on these legs, but how do I get it to be like, you can still jump on it and the legs won't like... You know, yeah. break out from underneath it. It's a concern. Uh, but I think most, I think, most of the uh, the mid century stuff that I've seen that's like commercially made, like actually mid century, like it was made at that time, they're usually like some kind of thread on uh, fastener thing. Mm-hmm. So the leg itself has a stud in it with a thread, and that goes in some kind of mounting plate that has a receiving thread, mm-hmm. whatever in it, a tap thing in it. Sure. So, I mean, this I I kind of did the same a similar thing. where I made custom mounting plates for the legs, so it's kind of like. It's it's basically like a hairpin table, (laughs) okay. Yeah, with the with the hairpin legs. Sure. So this has a steel mounting plates. So we we did a little bit of metal work in the guild, which I'm like, oh, drill some holes in some steel plate, which isn't and like it. I did it out of stainless, and stainless is its own animal, but like mild steel is like basically nothing compared to stainless. Yeah. Stainless work hardens, so if that steel gets like hard at all. Suddenly the hardest level changes and now your bits are going to get toasted and destroyed. So you got to be like on it and have sharp stuff and you got to keep it cool all the time.
3: Sounds fun. I hear your wife yelling at your kids. It's fantastic. (laughs) Quiet. (laughs) The same thing would be happening here if one of them wasn't at uh, grandmoms right now. So,
1: (laughs) Well, what I think, Matt, what I've always liked about your stuff is it shows people that when you have slabs, you don't have to just build a slab table. You don't just have to yeah, this is stick awesome. hair peg on. I mean, you could look at it and you could see that was like one board that because the grain from drawer to drawer flows. I think even the um, whatchamacallit, the little riser sections, like you can see the grain of the tree from one end of the piece to the other, even though it's a bunch of little yeah. parts. It's just it's something that you <laughs> need to remember because there's a lot of people selling slabs out there now to the point where that market is kind of weird. But I still just keep seeing <laughs> slab tables. Slab table after slab table. It's like, it's okay to cut up the slab, folks, but like rearrange it into a piece of furniture and it's even cooler. So yeah, I've always yeah. loved that. Um, actually, I think I was in your Woodworking in America seminar years ago when you actually talked about that. So
0: yeah, well, I, I, a lot of the freedom, it gives you, if you don't have the ability to saw the log exactly as you want it for the piece of furniture you're building, you know, sawing it into a slab, this is just simply um, d- delayed decision-making and it allows you to do a lot more with continuous grain and like book matching and slip matching because you have more material there that came from exactly the same tree or the same place right next to the same place in the log so in the case of the dressing vanity the in the whole like the sides, the top and then the other side is one book match pair of boards that has a waterfall joint on each end so you have a continuous grain from the sides over the top and down the other side which is an element you can't really do if you're trying to like I don't know. Use a bunch of boards that don't really match together, right? So, no, I
1: mean, it's it's something yeah, it, that I, gives you I try to do
0: with every project I build. I mean, I spend
1: a lot of time like matching up grain and color, and it's like, God, this would be so much easier if I just had like one big slap. <laughs> you just it's mm-hmm. like building it something is. out of plywood. It's, you just like
0: lay all your it, parts on the plywood. Own, like, <laughs> it's like the only like other level of difficulty where like you have like is more options and choices in like a different way, or they still there's still enough like mixy matchy kind of things you can do, but you have like a different way of thinking about it because it's becomes a lot more of a composition and you can focus on the things that actually matter versus trying to find two boards that don't really go together, but trying to force them to be Uh together. You you can invest your energy in laying out parts in like a more creative way to have green continuity and green flows that are interesting. And it's a little different way of thinking, I, well, guess. But I it's, still imagine, mon- it's still the same amount of work.
3: <laughs> well, I imagine it actually does create more work in that other area of the pressure to keep the continuity because you have no excuse not to now. <laughs> right. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like but, there, there's points with my work where I go, well, F it. Like I I can't do what I wanted to do. I don't have the boards to do that. So I'm just going to put this piece here. Like for your situation, it's like, well, technically you have the next layer that you could go to in that, true. you know, in that yeah. series of boards. You have no excuse not to do it, but so now you got to keep that in mind throughout the
0: whole project. Well, the other thing to keep in mind through the whole project is that since everything you're trying to do continuous stuff all the time, that literally all your parts are one of a kind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the the uh, <laughs> yeah. ability for you to make an error that is unrecoverable is like unacceptable. Yeah. <laughs> so the way that I have I've kind of like developed my workflow of things is like to the absolute like how do I reduce my the risk of screwing up and like having a work piece that's cut the wrong length mm-hmm. or a joinery cut on the wrong face. Things that if it was a piece of wood that's easily replaceable, okay, whatever. i just throw this piece away and cut another one that's kind of similar enough. But right. you can't do that with continuous grain drawer fronts. Like if you screw one up, you're chucking them all. Well,
1: and the fact that the wood that you use is unique to begin with. I mean, Matt's the crotch mm-hmm. guy, right? You know. I love straight oh, grain yeah. wood. I, I personally, I love the aesthetic look of it. <laughs> yeah. I, I like how straight grain wood looks, but it's super easy <laughs> to like swap another board in. You know, that, that's great. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. when your stuff is all swirly and crazy. It's, yeah. And because you're, you're cutting them usually at least eight quarter, probably 10 quarter thick, right? So it's not like you can just go to the next one in the flitch. <laughs> the yeah. grain's moved a little bit by the time you get down there. Uh, that's so much pressure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Too much. Yeah, I'd like <laughs> to have some of
3: that pressure, though.
0: Told you I can send you. See that you that want. the
3: board, the slab you had uh, just posted on Instagram? Seriously, I want
0: yeah. that. Like,
3: speak, <laughs> like, basically what Shannon was saying, though, a lot of people are looking at like, and thinking, like, oh, the conference table you could make from that. I'm thinking, like, that's some great lumber right, right there. Like, Dude, I would, chop, it up that little parts. I would <laughs> chop that up <laughs> in a heartbeat. Well, I,
0: it was all curly walnuts, like the left and right side of the pith yeah. as we got towards the center was this. Like, rippled like crazy. The thing is gorgeous. They make good walnut in Ohio. They do. That was, that was a heck of a trip for that
3: guy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so on the second part of your thing, you got the chair pre-order deal that you finished up. But yeah, you're, I'm
0: gonna, you're talking about it anyway. So yeah, yeah. I figured I I'll just I'll that. just mention real quick that I'm very, very happy and elated that I am through that whole process of launching a product and fulfilling all the orders that people believed in me enough to order. Do you f- Did
3: the pre-orders really <laughs> help with you, like hammering out the shipping packing process so that like you can hit the ground running now on orders? It, d-
0: it did like this. There's, there's still so much like efficiency gains to be had, like just like in the layout of the packing department. Yeah. So I've learned quite a lot about that. The only sort of weird thing about the pre-order shipping process versus like going forward, uh, the pre-order stuff, like everything on the pallets already sold. So it's like, okay, get the pallets into the boxes now with my actual inventories coming in it's like okay i got inventory and they're not sold yet so it's gonna be a little bit of a different process for like okay let's get all these things into inventory mm-hmm. and then they have to go from inventory into the boxes once they're sold or we can pre-box or something like this there's, there's a lot more options there but it's, it should be at least a little bit less stressful yeah then like all these people are waiting for these things i gotta get them out of here sure
3: Oh cool. Well, I I took four off your hands, so there's that. Yeah, the the wrong ones. The wrong
0: color. <laughs> which is which is hilarious too because I know you told me cherry and I thought I changed it in my order, yeah. but it, uh, the order that came from the manufacturer had the right count of walnut ones and the right count of cherry ones for you to have four walnut ones. Yeah. And then as soon as you told me on the, on the, you posted that comment uh, is this a bad time to tell you I ordered a chair? I'm like, wait a second, wait. <laughs> I and mean, I was like, wait a second. Hit the table. He's making his chair. Like, what am I? And I was like, is my brain really that? Like, have I got to that point in my life where my brain has got things so mixed up in there where I think like, <laughs> oh yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. He's making his cherry table, and he wants walnut cherry. Dude,
3: I think I think a lot of people thought I was just busting your balls, like I usually do, and I'm like, no, that was actually a legitimate comment.
0: I had was like giant, like this. I had that big sinking feeling in my gut, where I'm like what have I done? I can, I can fix it. I can make it right. But I was just glad like, to
1: read the comment because it was a little bit of affirmation because my first thought was, really? Mark ordered walnut chairs to go with that cherry table? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yep. It yeah. just doesn't
1: sound like Mark's style. I mean, I know it's for his mom. But. <laughs> yeah. And then I saw the yeah, comment. It's a whole I was thing. like, okay, I'm not crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the thing too is like your mom and you like went back and forth on the style and the species right. with me mm-hmm. before you actually came to an actual decision. So that probably didn't help either. Not... Not, not trying to, like, blame you guys at all, but, you know, at least what kind can of I help my situation.
3: <laughs> yeah, 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 Well, no, no, you're off to a great start. I mean, blaming the customer is always the first thing you want to do <laughs> right. with, with a new business proposition, so. Yeah.
0: <laughs> only, only special customers. Yeah. That's how you know you're a
3: special customer. <laughs> yeah, it's it's <laughs> like, fantastic. If you're tired so, of fulfilling so orders, I, blame the customer, and the orders will stop, so it's good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Eventually, it'll all go away. Uh, so I actually did get these chairs and, uh, I got four walnut chairs. I think at this point, because I technically do need some chairs for our kitchen table, which is cherry, but I, <laughs> I think it's going to be okay with just going with walnut. Um, they are pretty great. And, uh, I was going back and forth with Matt over this. Um, I didn't really pay a ton of attention to the promo <laughs> stuff for these That's- chairs, Accurate. Like (laughs) as, as I usually do, uh, I knew that it was a kit. I understood that I didn't realize how much work there was to do, you know? (laughs) And I think people, when they buy these kits, uh, if I could describe where these chairs are in this process, it's like someone else did truthfully 90% of the work. And then the last 10% is for you to do. That includes like, they literally just handed you the shaped parts, (laughs) Right. With all the mortises cut, the tenons are cut, the joinery is there, but they're, you know, most of the things don't have an edge treatment. Most of the stuff is just raw machined. It's has not been sanded or smoothed, Uh, and of course you're going to have to do the assembly and finishing. So if you think this is an Ikea kit, you're going to be in trouble. Like this is, this is not something for people who don't have any tools. Uh, but that said, the cool thing about this is by the time you're done, you are going to have a sense of ownership. You put a, a decent amount of labor into these chairs that they are going to feel different than had you just gone out and bought a set of chairs. It's going to make you feel like you have a, a certain degree of ownership over them. So
0: yeah, you're doing a fair amount of the detail work. Yeah. I mean, and that, that's kind of a nice thing too. If I, but I don't mind uh, interjecting here is uh, you can really you can customize things, too. So, like, it's just like there's the parts of the joinery on there. Like someone wanted. Can you make a, a chair with curved lower rails like the, where the seat attaches? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, just get your bandsaw out and put <laughs> a, curve a curve on it. it. <laughs> it's, you can. You're a woodworker. You can customize a little bit. So there's there's It's a good starting point to like, OK, I got a lot of the works here. All the weird joinery is cut. I don't have to steam bend anything. It's all bent already, but I can. I can do things like on your chair, Mark. If you want to, instead of having uh, straight backslash, if you want to put a little curve in them or something or taper them, yeah, uh, you could. You, you could got still a do saw? That. Just cut that thing and just go for it. I do have a saw. Ah. I can cut it. Uh, well, <laughs> not, not to add more to your assembly work. I, well, that's the thing. <laughs> I think One you you of need the to do a video
1: <laughs> on changing walnut
3: into cherry. You know, some heavy
0: amber Ooh, shellac. Go, and, let me
3: get. Let me get the bleach out. There we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, my mom actually really likes the pillowed effect that I did on the outside yes, right. faces of the table that are, yeah, the table dining table I just made for her. So she's like, can you, can you pillow those legs on the chair? And I'm like, oh, I can, I can, if I had to. I mean, cause that's the thing. I didn't really like, I'm like this is for my mom, I'm going to do this. I'll assemble these chairs, get them done. Uh, but it's only four chairs, right? Well now because of the the shipping or the, uh, the, the walnut cherry snafu. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to keep these walnut chairs and now I'm doing eight of them instead of just four. Oh, yeah. Right. Which mm-hmm. kind of sucks. Uh, but yeah, my mom does want to add those little extra things that make it look a little bit more fancy. So anyway, if anyone is in the market, when Matt goes live with these things, just understand that this is not a simple, you know, afternoon project to, you know, slap these things together and call it done. You're going to have a little bit of a work investment, a little blood, sweat and tears in there. And I think that's good if you want to have that kind of pride of craftsmanship behind it, even though you didn't do the, you know, the first 80 to 90% of the work. Yeah. It's pretty cool though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's all for me really is, uh, you know, stressing over these chairs. Um, Shannon, what do you got going on? Um, I'm building a tool. It's one of the things that I'm
1: like constantly, I don't like making tools. I'm just going to go buy one, but there really is no one on the market who is selling decent sized bow saws you know you can go to Gramercy and you can buy that little turning saw and then you can go to like Highland and things like that and buy ECE made big beasts with you know two inch wide blades and I just need a little guy that turns corners you know so like a three eighths to half inch wide blade and it just it doesn't really exist in the market and it's like you know that's because real woodworkers used to make their own bow saws Um, (laughs) so it was just like fine so I went McMaster car sharpen or shopping and getting spring steel and some brass hardware and stuff. And I was just pulling out some uh, hickory last night from my my lumber shed to begin building a big 24 inch bow saw because I use a lot of curves in the furniture that I make. And I'm using that dinky little turning saw and I'm constantly like preaching about, you know, hand tools don't have to be slow if you choose the right tool. Well, using a 12 inch, 11 points per inch turning saw is slow and it's really annoying. So it's yeah. like, it's time to make a new saw. So I just got the the steel and the hardware and everything in the other day and stock is ready to go. And I'm actually kind of excited about this because I've needed one of these saws for years and I keep like sucking it up and dealing with a little turning saw. And Don't get me wrong. I like the turning saw, but if your stock gets thicker than about... I don't know, five eighths of an inch, it's really slow. So yeah, I'm going to start doing that. And uh, be- one of the things that forced me to do that is I've got this bench that I started a while ago and then life got in the way and I'm just trying to finish it up and I was making these curved cutouts in the bottom. I was like, okay, that's enough. I'm, I've had it. I'm not going to do this little turning saw <laughs> thing anymore. And literally I like pulled open the laptop, went to McMaster Car and started ordering hardware. I was like, that's it, it's, it's done. So yeah, it's just another one of those like those little shop appliances and things in your shop that you're like, yeah, I know I need that or I should really have a shooting board or I should really have this and you just put it off and put it off until finally you're just like so fed up with the workarounds and like the, the inefficiency that you just stop everything and build the, pen, the bench appliance. So that's where we are nice. here. I'm building a saw.
3: So let me ask you a question about this. This is, this is honest and I'm curious what this mentality is and what it means. Uh, so <laughs> on... <laughs> On uh, Twitter, you had said, oh, goody, some saw building is happening soon. And then I went to make a smart-ass joke, but was distracted by this person's comment who says, uh, this is W Butcher. Good choice. Bandsaw blade can't hold a candle to a homemade blade in my bow saw." Mm-hmm. In what regard, like wh- where is that person coming from? And I, I truly mean this as an honest question because I can't imagine even a sh- – I was about to say a bad word – even a crappy – a <laughs> blade in a powered bandsaw seems like a more powerful choice. Maybe not cut quality. I guess might mm-hmm. might be an issue. But um, what is this person talking about? He's
1: right. <clears throat> um, like, and, and this is what this is what generally happens because nobody makes these narrower blades. So when you think yeah. you know, I want a three inch wide blade. Well, there are plenty of bandsaws out there, and they're not expensive. You know, the, like a typical like Timberwolf blade, or even like a wood slicer at Island. What are they like twenty dollars? But the problem with <clears throat> a powered bandsaw blade is the tooth geometry is wrong. Um, mm-hmm. First of all, they're sharpened using a rotary tool. So you've got that um, uh, radius gullet in there and right. they all have a positive rake angle on them. So the tooth is leaning forward in a very, very aggressive uh, cut, which is fine if you've got a one horsepower motor behind it. But when you have one 15th horsepower, they are a real pain in the butt to push um, and you get a really, you get a cut that kind of jumps and stutters all over the place. And it's really hard to actually get um, like a rhythm going because the tooth geometry is so aggressive and it ends up just tearing the work all the hell, um, certainly blowing out the backside, but you just, you never can get it really, really smooth. The next thing is um, often a lot of um, uh, bandsaw blades and, and even like, um on really, really fine stuff like uh, fret saw blades and things like that, have a skip tooth profile um, as a way to increase the gullet, the sawdust removal. Well, that skip tooth profile on a slower frequency, like working by hand, creates all kinds of mm-hmm. vibration. And again, it it feels like you you it feels like the saw is dull all the time. You know when it. Kind of sticks in the wood, and you're constantly like forcing it through the wood. That's what it feels like to use a powered bandsaw because the tooth geometry is set up for a powered tool with higher RPMs. It just doesn't work, and and I've tried it many, many times. And mostly it's that positive rake angle thing. And it's funny because so many people do this, and they just give up, and they think, oh, I, I suck at using a bow saw, and. Right. Saws are the one area that I say, you know, what's the, the adage A poor craftsman blames his tools. When it comes to saws, it's okay. It's okay to blame your tool <laughs> because if the saw yeah. is not tuned well, it's a royal pain in the butt to work with. But when it's tuned properly and that can mean sharp, certainly, but tooth geometry plays a major factor in that whole thing. So,
3: okay. yeah. All right. So this was my perspective that was off because I thought he was making a, a commentary on bandsaw performance versus know. bow saw performance <laughs> he saw was talking blades about great the for bandsaws
0: that's, that's what i thought he was talking right. about.
3: right so he's talking about good choice going with this like custom blade solution as opposed to an off-the-shelf bandsaw blade put into a bow saw. right yeah got you
0: yeah that makes more totally, sense. totally, it
3: does. totally okay. wrong
1: tooth geometry there's also like presentation angle plays into that a bandsaw blade always goes 90 degrees down into the work You know, unless you turn the table, but it's still going 90 degrees, you know, on that vertical axis. Um, So sometimes when I feel like
3: breaking it, I'll twist it at a different angle. (laughs) Yeah.
1: When you're looking for, <laughs> for, like, for some <laughs> excitement in your
0: shop,
3: yeah, <laughs> well, you really just love the sound of a snapping bandsaw blade. Uh it just
0: gets me going, it yeah. wakes me up in the morning. Subsequent, out. that'll wake you up. Subsequent sound of <laughs> Why filling you come your shorts, snap my sawmill yeah. blade, that'll, that'll really wake you up. Yeah, that would. No, it's just one of those things because
1: when you really get into tooth geometry, it's really like saw nerding out. I mean, there's a high level of esoterica in, in sawtooth geometry, but. It's there for a reason. You know, there are reasons that handsaws, yeah. so many people complain about handsaws when they go to Lowe's or Depot and buy the cobalt impulse hardened thing, they're like, man, handsawing sucks. It's like, well, yeah, that handsaw sucks. <laughs> it's right. a lot easier. And, you know, it's unfortunate because sawing has fallen out of just popularity and people don't understand it as much. So the people that make saws today, they're shadow of the pre-World War II stuff, which means you're left with just having to buy vintage saws and having to figure out how to restore it yourself. And it's really difficult. You know, a lot of people getting into woodworking and really want to get into hand tools. That's a real stumbling block for them. And they just want to add to cart and move on. You know? Um, Yeah. I I don't blame them. I'm very much the same way. (laughs) And we're very fortunate in the backsaw realm that there's lots and lots of people making them. But when it comes to the weirder
3: saws, not so much. Mm, good sense. question mark oh well thank you yeah. thank you um i guess we go to our main topic now sure. uh, we're gonna t- <laughs> we're gonna talk about gifts that was that was a long uh, what's on the bench segment always is all right so we're That's why we only do it like once every six weeks we, yeah we just don't have we don't have time for it frankly uh so our main topic today is uh making handmade gifts and uh you know we're just here to kind of give you some ideas and and tell you about options that are out there uh the first thing that came to mind with handmade gifts is like, do people still want handmade gifts? <laughs> and I, and I, I asked that from the perspective of like the kid who just like makes a card. Right. And, and as a parent, you love that handmade stuff. But like, if it's your neighbor, now this handmade thing that you did, like, do people really like handmade gifts? And I'm, and if it's like people who aren't necessarily invested in your hobby like your family would be. So if you make something by hand for a neighbor, is it like, Oh great. Here comes another cutting board from the Cremonas. (laughs) Like, (laughs) do you know what I mean? Like, or, or, or have we reached a point where there's a really a true appreciation for the work that goes into these handmade things. And it's not like you're just handing them, you know, a paper mache thing that you made. This is, this is a, a complex thing that
0: people really like to have. I'm over here making macaroni necklaces. Thank you very much.
3: <laughs> well, look, your wife is going to look great getting dressed at her new vanity with her macaroni necklace. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> yeah, she's like,
0: yeah,
3: it goes perfect with my skin color. <laughs> the best is at the at the
1: parties, like the, the the law firm party. Oh, that a cute necklace. Did your son make that for you? No, my husband. No. <laughs>
3: No. My other child, <laughs> my, my, oldest. My, my oldest child. <laughs> well, so 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 like legitimately, um, you know, when when I make these things, uh, handmade gifts, a lot of times it is like kitchen stuff because uh, almost every well everyone's got a kitchen, right? So they could most likely use a salt cellar, a cutting board, you know, some, a, a, a shark cootie board. Uh, <laughs> like these are all things that are pretty universally accepted, but I do wonder sometimes as I hand this thing over that took me hours to make, do these people really appreciate it? Do they care? It's, I mean, have you guys gotten any sense of the reception yeah. uh, of things that you've given away? It's an interesting question because I think when it's in the family,
1: there is a certain Almost a certain expectation that, oh, Shannon's going to make something else in a shop. And there's always that, oh, that's so cool. And they comment on the fact that, wow, you know, this is really well made. And, but it's like, if I were to remove the fact that I made it from the equation, would they yeah. really want that? Um, and I honestly don't think they would. <laughs> I
3: mean, you, you,
1: you know, that person opens in the gift and it's not what they expected and not what they really wanted. Like, Oh, how nice. I mean, everybody's heard that yeah. tone. That's kind of the tone that
3: you get from family in like 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 a handmade sweater. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, like wow. you go, look at the craftsmanship. Yeah, and you're right? like, I'm never gonna wear this. This must have taken
1: you forever to make. Thank you so much, you know? But then there's <laughs> there's the other aspect where I've been making gifts like when I was still working in, in IT sales, I made gifts for my customers and they were really well received. Um, mm-hmm. I've also, every year now I make gifts for, um, my wife's colleagues at school. And that's like, from what I'm told, is like the highlight of the year. Now, usually it's because we combine things like, you know, another cutting board from the Cremona as well. Yeah, but at least it came with a nice bottle of wine. You know, it's, there's some, there's some <laughs> thought that goes into it. So generally I'll make like some sort of box and, and Heather will put some, little kit of something or like planting something or a recipe or whatever. So it's something we both do together. Um, But generally the reception from call it the lay people, like who don't really know that I'm a woodworker and don't really know this stuff. They think it's like, it blows their mind that you actually made this like, Oh my God, it's still a question of would they really want it if it, if they didn't know that I actually made it. I do think, You know, some of the handmade stuff is like influences, like places like Etsy has really brought a lot of this back. Kind of the one-off boutique type stuff was really, really mm-hmm. appreciated. So I, I do think we have that in our favor, but it is really funny. Like the minute you, you know, if you were to hand somebody a cutting board that you knowingly said, yeah, I bought this at crate and barrel. I'd be like, oh, thanks.
3: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>. <laughs> but what I really want to do is go visit some of the neighbors who I have given a cutting board to because <laughs> that would inspection. be a telltale sign. Like, is it on the countertop? Does it look like it's had a knife taken to it? And you could quickly know whether or not they gave a crap about that thing that you gave them. <laughs> the neighbors basically have an intercom system.
1: Code red, code red. Mark and Nicole are coming. <laughs> here, here comes Mark. Put out the, the cutting board, put some charcuterie on
3: it. <laughs> <laughs> we used to have this thing. Oh man, I, I don't think whoever gave it to us would even come close to listening to this show. So I think we're Okay. We we used to have this handmade thing that was, I don't even know what the technique is called, uh, that was gorgeous, like, in terms of uh, craftsmanship. Gorgeous is the wrong word. Amazing in terms of the craftsmanship, but was hideous. And it was something that we got when we got married. So we hung it up in the laundry room just to, like, say that it was up. And then anytime the person would come over, we would make sure it was out in a prominent spot. (laughs) And then quickly hide it after they left. So... I mean, I've done that. It's fine. That sounds like a lot of work. Well, you know, you don't want to hurt someone's feelings when they put that much love and effort into something. But see, I also think laundry rooms need artwork too. So I think. They do. I think
1: that's good. If you found just yeah. the right piece for your laundry room, that's quite a statement.
3: Yeah. Nicole has those goofy like sayings in there. Like the laundry's never done or something. <laughs> hey, she just walked in. Hey, what's your sign in the laundry say in a laundry room? You know how you have like that goofy sign? I got two of what, them. What do they say? Laundry, the never ending story. And what else? (laughs) Give me them clothes. (laughs) All right. Sorry. Nicole brought me some coffee. So little Nicole interlude there. Wow. All right. So what do you, what do you guys think are some good holiday gift ideas? Like if you're going to do this, if you're going to take this risk, if there is one of giving someone something that you made by hand, what makes good gifts? I think we mentioned cutting boards already. Um, If it is a truly good, you know, butcher block style cutting board, that's just a workhorse kind of cutting board. I can't imagine anyone not being excited about that. Even if they already have a cutting board, it's like, okay, well now you have one that you could just dedicate to, you know, uh, stuff that's less likely to be, you know, bacteria, uh, harboring on the surface. Don't use it for meat. Just use this I one. for veggies.
0: Say, like, I was gonna say Tuesdays, but you know, yeah, the Tuesday cutting board.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, sure. It's important. I mean, I think I actually <laughs> think I have enough cutting boards now to dedicate one per week, per day of the week. I mean, you should. Um, I do. Cutting boards are great. Uh, How about the little wine holder things? Those are pretty great, right? Wine holder things? I don't know. (laughs) Nicole showed me this other sign. The laundry room. Loads of fun. (laughs) 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 Oh, wow. Yeah, it's pretty good.
1: Okay. Uh, Oh, it's
3: terrible that I laughed at
1: that. That's really, uh, what does that say
3: about me? (laughs) It's so stupid. Okay. Um, it's all irony and uh, tongue in cheek in that laundry room. It's crazy. Oh
0: my god! Irony
3: the episode
1: of wrinkly. <laughs> it's so ironing, <sighs> ironing,
3: um, so ironing I, in there. My go-to,
1: honestly, when you say wine bottles, is wine bottle stoppers, <clears throat> like turned on the mm. lathe. Because then, yeah. generally, like anytime we go somewhere, we end up with alcohol. You know, <laughs> a bottle of wine we bought from a you know a vineyard that we stumbled across or whatever. We usually end up buying more because it's we'll oh, save those for gifts. So it's like the, the one-two gift. You know, here's a bottle of wine from the Blue Ridge Mountain when we visited this winery down in Virginia or whatever. Oh, and here's a turned bottle stopper, you know, and that's something yeah. that they continue to use. The other thing you can do is build a little box, like a wine bottle gift box. Um, so you're oh, yeah. actually giving the bottle of wine in a gift box and then they can use that box to put, you know, keepsakes in, whatever, later on down Marijuana. the
3: road.
1: <clears throat> but the, the bottle stopper thing, that's a constant go-to, mainly because I can, like, get it done in 20 minutes, quick, (laughs) 20 minutes. And all right, you know, you're standing there all dressed up for the party at the lathe, turning (laughs) out the bottle stopper. Been there.
3: That's actually, that goes into one of our other things we wanted to talk about is what are some things that you can make just right before the holiday? You know, you've forgotten or some, you know, the, the, your significant, significant other says, Oh, we got this party to go to. Uh, I'd really like to bring something handmade. Can you go make something? So I think pretty much we're looking at the lathe. For the most part, right? Uh, if you're doing something quick, something easy, and something you can have done, finished, and uh, you know maybe some lacquer applied, uh, <laughs> some rattle can lacquer. Uh, in a day or two. Um,
0: oh yeah make sure you give it to them if, like before it's fully cured yeah. and still off-gassing because people like that yeah, oh like, it smells fresh what is
3: that smell oh that's the
1: wood that's the wood smell actually that's that's really funny I have a lot of stories of people who are like oh I love this smell and I'm just like thinking to myself no it's not the wood yeah, that's the finish <laughs> yeah. that's oh that the, smell of the wood
3: is wonderful no that's varnish <laughs>
1: That's mm, the,
0: those VOCs, man. Ooh. That is funny. Cause
3: I have had that same thing happen where they'll, they'll pick it up and be like, Oh, I just love the smell of fresh wood. And I, I know for a fact they're smelling the lacquer. Right. You now have cancer. You can't smell that wood through that lacquer.
0: <laughs> what are you talking about?
3: <laughs> well, enjoy it. I, now you're high. So
1: de- depending on shipping and of course, not only the time of shipping, but the accuracy of the shipping product. Cause I hear that's a bad thing, but I hear you could buy a chair kit. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true you know and and you could do it as is like um what are those like pottery places you go and build your own mug or whatever and then you paint it oh, you could do it not. like that where you're <laughs> giving the gift of here's some additional work for you to do you know here's a chair that you get to <laughs> pillow later or lucky you <laughs> yeah uh, no, I, I do think that there's actually something to that like build a box and don't put finish on it and you know give them uh, a to. Like a do-it-yourself kit. I've actually known sure. a lot of people who've done that and are really into that idea. Really? You know, or build a build a, a box, but don't assemble it, and then give that as a you know a gift to somebody to do with their kid or something like that. Yeah, that's yeah. All you got to do is cut some parts, cut some joinery, and you, you know. know what
3: I think would be a, a kind of a fun gift, and maybe I'll do it this year. I always say that, and then I don't do it. Um, how about like like spoons, spatulas, um, yeah, you know, k- kitchenware, just get rid of all that plastic stuff and, and try to get someone a, a nice little set of really high quality, well-made carved spoons and spatulas. That's a good call.
1: You could certainly That's do That's pretty easy to one. do, right? You can run out in the backyard, cut off a branch and make a spoon, you know, and you're good to That's go. That's right. Yep. This came from my backyard. That's it. People like that. I hear.
0: <laughs> yeah. What is the story or something? Sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's right, well, any you- number of project kits and it's probably time to cue the mid roll for that, but. You know, yeah any thousands of things from turning turning projects to small projects to
3: take it away mark okay well you guys know who's definitely not buying you another tie for christmas
1: uh, could be a wood tie
3: Ooh. Mm, maybe a wooden bow tie there we go uh, good thinking it's rockler you guys
0: geez you think we'd get that Shocker. by now. yeah
3: as you guys know, and as we've firmly established in this show, the best gifts are the handmade ones.
0: Uh,
1: Actually, <laughs> really, I'm not
3: sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we sold it very well.
1: I, I think know. there's a strong case to be made for no.
0: <laughs> I think like witty handmade signs should be a thing. Oh, no, I right? think so. If anything? Yeah, yeah, I, know, I follow a few puns. people on Instagram who make those.
3: All right, they would make some good ones. Uh, so Rockler put together a handmade gift guide that includes all the tools and supplies that you need to make gifts for your friends and family. The guide includes over 50 free plans and customer project images so you can get inspired and make the perfect gift. You can find that at rockler.com slash handmade dash gifts. I'm looking at this right now, and if you really honestly are trying to come up with ideas, this is a, uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of categories here, including carving stuff. There's project kits, little games uh, power carving projects, speaker kits. How about that? How about a handmade like Bluetooth speaker? Yeah, it makes I don't all know your Zoomings would be ups- easier to understand. Right. Who would be upset delay. about getting a gift like that? That's amazing. Uh, and with Rockler's gift making sale that we mentioned earlier, you could save on box making supplies, clock parts, turning hardware kits, uh, stereo speaker kits, sign making kits, holiday decor, and more. Uh, whether you're making a cutting board, a picture frame, a keepsake box, or something else, you'll find everything that you need in their stores or online at Rockler.com. And so definitely check that out. You know, they, a, they there's a lot tweeted going on.
1: something the other day, and I actually see it on their, their homepage now. They have this sunflower uh, clock project kit. You can download the free plan. It's actually Ooh, pretty, cool. pretty cool. We were talking yep. mid-century earlier. It's got that very distinct mid-century style. Yeah. I actually, I, I think I'm going to make that because I think my wife would really like that and has a wall already picked out for it more than likely. But yeah, there's some really cool stuff. Is it like, in the laundry room? It's actually not in the laundry room. It's in the kitchen. <laughs> but it could go in the laundry room. Except that our laundry room is not really finished. It's kind of half finished.
3: You know what's interesting? I'm looking on this um, handmade gifts page. If you go down to the clocks, we say, since you said clocks, I'm looking at it. I see a clock that looks like my clock
0: that I made. Oh, you copied them.
3: Well, no, 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 I don't know if I copied them or if this is a user-submitted image, but this is definitely the clock that I made like years ago, ages ago. And it's not mine. It's not like actually one that I did made. It's just the design that I came up with, which is ultimately not that unique. So I, I could have copied someone else and not realized it. But I'm like, it kind of looks like the clock that I made. <laughs> Do you see it? The little square thing with the with the square clock center that's like suspended by dowels I remember that yeah with the keys on the outside of the frame too it's uh
1: yeah and it's just it's just on that like if you click through it's not there anymore
3: yeah i don't see it i think it's just part of like a maybe a gallery that they have
1: there's that sunflower clock though
3: yeah that's yeah uh, that sunflower thing looks great
1: that's actually pretty cool
3: but yeah there's one in uh, here
1: with like veneer that could be really fun you know clocks are great you just take one with a bass
3: you see the fish clock Yep. That's beautiful. Good. <laughs> but it doesn't perfect, sing perfect, though. Perfect for the cabin. Yeah.
0: What laundry room.
3: Oh, pretty good. Okay. <laughs> so uh, let's, let's round the show off with a, a discussion about uh, the negative, you know, cause that's what we're, we're really good at doing. Um, what do you think <laughs> makes for a bad, like a blatantly bad holiday gift? I think this might have to be contextual, yeah. like giving the, giving a cutting board to a family, you know, never cooks. Someone who's um, recently had a knife accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they've had some kind of knife trauma and you, you buy them a, a knife set. That would not be good. <clears throat> but uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head what what might make a good, just bad. I, I think things that require lots of maintenance are certainly going to be a bad thing. Like, But I can't think of anything specifically woodworking related.
0: Like a piece of furniture they don't want?
3: I know, I know. They don't have room for it maybe. There you I go. Don't know. A piece of furniture they didn't ask for. How about a cut? How about a cutting board and a goldfish? <laughs> There's a terrible. What? It's a terrible gift idea. <laughs> what? I feel like you're really like reaching. I am, I'm, I'm, I'm stretching here, man. I don't know what to do.
1: Well, I was the one who put this in the show notes. What I was thinking is, what are the holiday gifts that you've it. made that have gone bad? Advent clock or advent calendar um, comes to mind.
3: The, oh, you mean the actual building? Right. Of it where you like, had an, I mean, certainly there's, I there's
1: lots of gifts out there that are good ideas, but generally
3: sure.
1: I, I find that this happens every year <laughs> <laughs> where you have such great ideas and either it ends up being December 20th and I haven't started it yet. Or <laughs> it's like, I had no idea this was going to be so complex. You know, I just wanted to make a simple oh, yeah. little gift yeah. and you know, it's kind of like, kind of like I just bought a Matt's chair kits and it's like, I thought this was going to be easy and now I've got 10% of the detail work to do and Holy crap, I'm running out of time and the stress level is going up and then you wrap it and the paper sticks to the lacquer because <laughs> <Yeah>. everything has <laughs> been rushed into place. So yeah, that's what I was thinking. Tell us the, the-
3: yeah, I can say there's a lot of times I had the best intentions with doing gifts and it just never happened because I realized the workload that would go into it. A lot of those things are some of the the turning projects while they are generally very easy. And once you get the workflow down and you have all the right tooling to do it, it's not too bad. But like pens, pepper mills, um, these are are things that actually at first glance, they seem easy. But once you really get into the hardware and the things you're going to need to actually like set that little tube Inside the hole, and and uh, I have a pepper mill kit here that I bought. That I'm like, this is gonna be a breeze, and then I was like, well, it's a little more work than I thought it was gonna be.
0: <laughs> I have a lot of those kits. They're still in the closet. Yeah.
1: Well, and generally, where <laughs> those things go wrong is is they're so simple that you're like, well, I'll make ten of them. You know, no yeah. big deal. And then you realize how difficult it takes to make one, or like a tiny error happens. Like, choose a pin kit for example. You screw up one of the brass tubes, so then you borrow a brass tube from the other kit. <laughs> and then you realize like yeah. three hours later, oh, crap, I'm going to be short of brass too. They don't give you extras in this, you know? Right. Um, it's those, those bears. all those little things that come together. I can think of a couple of times, a couple of times now where I've set out to make a box and delivered a tray because <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm done. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> And, and you, you just lop to one side off of a box. Here's yeah. a tray.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> this was a decision made after midnight. Basically, there will be no, no top lids. on this.
3: This is a serving tray.
0: I, I make a lid.
3: <laughs> I do feel like there's something to this. Like, uh, if you don't really know for sure, you know, this is a gift for maybe people you don't know or new people that that you don't know what their tastes are. Uh, my recommendation would make, be to make sure it's a low investment thing. Like, if it is truly something that's going to take a lot of work, like a keepsake box. As simple as those are, you know, if you do some some box joints and you put some nice hardware on there, there's going to be a good amount of work. Um, I don't know that I would want to put that much work into a gift that I'm giving to someone who I don't know for sure once or could use that thing. Um, that could kind of save a little bit of heartache with something like this, making sure that someone who, who really needs that thing gets the, uh, you know, the thing that took a lot of work to do.
0: I have a good uh, getting in over your head story for this one. Oh, good. I think it'd be pretty good. So for the Christmas of 2012, I uh, I thought it'd be a good idea to make uh, five Pennsylvania spice cabinets. Oh, oh, really? Because that would be yeah. Well, I was like, Why okay, I want to give one to my parents. I want to give one to my in-laws. I want to give one to my my grandma, on my dad's side. One to my grandma, on my mom's side. And I want to make one for Lindsay. Uh, I started making them like in October, and on Christmas Eve, I was putting together. Like, my in-laws, and then Christmas Day went to my parents' place, and I put them together theirs. Lindsay's, uh, I finished sometime in January. <laughs> and then my grandma's ones are still over there, and now they're, unfortunately, they're deceased now. So that, oh, no. Oh, my I God, that's uh, awful. I didn't realize. Oh, jeez. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I still have those two, which I will probably finish someday, but like, I got through, like, I, I. basically I got through all the batch work. So I batched the cases and the dividers out. So those cases still need all of the drawer fronts are all cut. The drawer sides are all cut. It needs all the drawer joinery, all of the hidden drawer compartment joinery, a back, some feet, all the moldings, and the door. Uh, but I, I thought we were like, oh, no problem. I can make these. Yeah. I had a job back then, too. So I was like, I was like doing it like in the evenings. And making those spice boxes is like how I got decent at dovetailing because there's 13 dovetail <laughs> or 11 dovetail drawers in there. Yeah. Um, and I was I just like literally sat there doing hours and hours of dovetailing little drawers. Yikes! But I could make a whole uh, spice cabinet in about forty hours. And then after I did those, I, that batch of five, which only two I didn't finish, I actually then made another two on uh, again after that. <laughs> nice for uh, an auction, and then for my friend to get to his wife. So like I've, I've I've made a lot of those those silly little things, and like you look at that thing like oh it's not that big. How long can it take? Oh. I got it down to about 40 hours, maybe 40, 45 hours, but that's still a lot. And,
3: and you bring up a good point. That reminds me of when you go, well, cutting boards are easy. I'll just make 20 of them. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? And even 20 cutting boards, that adds up over time. And you will be hating life for a little bit. That's a lot so of sp- pieces. Uh, oh, yeah. So spice box question here, Matt. I wonder when you gave this to Lindsay, did she open it up and she's like, how the hell am I supposed to get dressed in front of this thing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, she so already had one before that. Oh, okay. I, I had made my first one, so that was in the house. That was yeah. a cherry one. Then I made her one out of walnut uh, for, like, a jeweler box. Okay. Because I don't know what the hell I was doing with the cherry one. <laughs> we have two spice boxes in the house. I don't even own a spice,
3: let alone many spices. <laughs> That's that would exactly what I an would An entire spend. rack.
0: <laughs> I, well, so... Back when I used when I did the uh, the lumber sales, that w- the cherry one was the cash box, so that's where I put all the money. Oh, nice. So that, not that it, like it really mattered, but it was like oh, because if I put it anywhere else, I'd lose it. Yeah. So like now, like we put like the titles for the cars and like our passports are in that box now. So at least we like we know where things are. It, it became like a really nice organizational thing. Yeah. More than anything. Well, good. It was important, it's probably in this box. Yeah. Hopefully, well, good thing you told Unless everybody. To yeah, back. so
3: when your house gets broken into, they know where to go. <clears throat> yeah,
0: hey, my house has been broken into. Okay, it's fine. They didn't. They didn't find it. Okay, so it worked. <laughs> it was hidden in the spice box. No one. They only. No one they only did. took the computers and the iPads. All right. Okay. They don't need. And my wallet. Okay. They don't need my passport.
1: Yeah. <laughs> See, and and that's <laughs> oh, how we can wrap up this show. The good advantage to handmade gifts is that when the thieves break in, they go, "What is that?" And then they go and <laughs> it they, they will grab. Never,
3: yeah, it'll <laughs> never get
0: stolen. Yeah, they grabbed the plasma. Plus it's got an and, Apple logo on it. it ain't getting stolen. <laughs> keep those apple stickers off your handmade gifts yeah not a good
3: idea (laughs) all right well I guess that just about does it for us remember that we are proudly sponsored by rockler rockler is a family-owned business since 1954 they're your go-to source for high quality and innovative woodworking tools finishing supplies hardware lumber and expert advice whether you're building a simple bookshelf a custom desk or new kitchen cabinets Rockler has everything you need to make your next project a success visit rockler.com and use the code WOODTALK that's all one word to receive free shipping on most orders over $39
1: yay Rockler well folks send us your your feedback we'd love to hear what you've made for, for gifts for holiday gifts what uh your fun little horror stories you know playing santa's elf at one (laughs) o'clock in the morning on christmas day i've been there done that many years just about every year for that matter so send us those questions go to woodtalkshow.com you can fill out the form there or you can record a voice memo and email that to woodtalkshow at gmail.com and You know, this week, I do do want to see some social action here. I would love for people to post some of the cool gifts that you've made in the past, because people are always Mm -hmm. looking for gift ideas. So put a hashtag WT486 on that. And then for future generations, woodworkers can tune into that and go, "Ooh, there's a good gift idea. I'm going to steal that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of hoping your call to action would be to send us gifts. Well, that, that, but, you know, could be
1: it. Send, we uh, we like gift cards, mostly. <laughs> send Matt spices for his mini spice boxes. Yeah. He's got a lot of drawers to actually, fill.
0: There's, there's a lot of empty drawers. Like, a lot <laughs> of them are empty. Oh, man. Just, Just uh, a box, box of paprika is like, coming
1: your way, baby. Yeah, don't send, like, a <laughs> bottle of paprika. Just, like, dump a little bit in it in a little uh, Ziploc bag. Just send the random The only Ziploc spice bags. thing that
0: actually has spice in it is the ones that did in the guild. The the spice box, yeah, that one's actually got spice. Nice, good job. All right, well, thank you for listening,
3: everybody, and we will catch you next time. Bye bye. Goodbye to you.
2: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen